Welcome to Let's Do Lunch, a podcast about life, tech, trends, ingrown nose hairs, and whatever else comes up. I'm Jared. And I'm John. And you are the listener. The chosen few. The proud. The bold. Those who sift through a few NC-17 ratings to discover this, the finest jewel of discourse. Those who don't really mind those sloppy eating sounds. Who dare to join two average white nerds in a lunch conversation. For the next hour, you're one of us. Like, metaphorically, right? I'm still John? Not now, John. Save the banter for the lunch. Today on Let's Do Lunch. I don't remember normal things. Yeah, that's true. So who knows? Well, I usually dip my fries in a chlorine sauce anyway. Here's my question for you. What is wrong with hypocrisy? So let's let's back up and say where we are. Welcome, everybody, to Izzy's Bakery and Cafe. We've met Izzy. He seems like a nice guy. He does. I asked him if he was Izzy, and he said he was very busy. He's like, (laughs) no, I'm, I'm still doing stuff. So I think he misheard me. That's funny. That's a Taiwanese put, uh, family-owned I business. needed to put some ice in my coffee because it's too hot, so I picked up some chopsticks. That's why you order iced coffee. Then it's already done for you. No, I so just I don't, want it, I don't want it that cold because it's cold outside. Now that, now that we live in Arizona, maybe I'll use the toothpick too, a little so three-prong. When, uh, when I suggested yeah. this place, it was literally because I drive by it every it day. It was across the street? Yeah. You, had you heard like from anybody else? Nothing. Nothing. Neither good nor bad, just nothing. Yeah. So I just saw it, and I kind of thought it was more of a breakfast-y place than a grab your pastries at the front and then go sit down if you want later. Yeah, this is very... I was in uh, Japan, and this is, you know, what what our breakfasts were. Yeah, it actually reminds me of Vietnam, too. They do a lot of this kind of thing. With the French pastry influence, it's very Mm -hmm. big over there. Yeah. So, yeah, I... uh, that's why you, when you walked in, you said, I have an Asian-y vibe here. <laughs> uh-huh. That's kind of funny. But well, the, the, uh, the menu items, it said, you know, macchiato, Christmas roll or whatever. And then underneath it said it in uh, some foreign language that I'm not familiar with. And then it the said, what's script. Christmas in parentheses. Yeah. So that was a dead giveaway. Yeah. So this is Christmas. It's coming up on Christmas now. We are just past Thanksgiving, two days after Thanksgiving, three days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now if you turn on the radio station, they're playing Christmas music and almost everybody has the Christmas lights up already. I did mine this morning. Even though it's not even December, well, you monster. They were already on the ceiling. I just plugged them in this morning. <laughs> and I have them all connected with my smart system. So I can turn them on and off at will with my cell phone or my nice. voice. So you could do the whole um, oh, yeah, Stranger no. Things thing to your wife. Oh, I could, though. When she's alone at home and be like, <laughs> this is me. Yeah, no, I'll do something more, like, spooky, though. Like, help, I'm trapped inside the wall or something like that. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. So I'm ready for Christmas. Yeah. As ready as I'm going to be. Yeah. So we have a lot of things that we have not talked so about for things. a while. Should we start with the last time we were together? I don't even remember when that was. It was a 5K. Oh, yeah, 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 that. Yeah, we did a 5K. I thought you were talking about the time that I was spying on you when, while you were sleeping. Oh. And you glanced out the window. I don't count that as together so much. <laughs> yeah. There was only a pane of glass between us. True. It was very emotional. So we, after a year, uh-huh. we're talking about it year and, and threatening half, to do it. two years. Maybe. I, I'm pretty sure our first podcast was, we should do a 5K together. Was it that long ago? Yeah. Yikes. Well, here we are. Yeah. We've done it. And I, I, 
I kind of was not sure if I wanted to record it. And then at the end, I thought, you know what? I'll just record it. And then I forgot to bring the recording equipment anyway, so we didn't record it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it would have been a lot of panting. Um, I had a couple of things to say, and you, like, casually kind of, like, threw a a, Mm -hmm. a bone to the conversation just to kind of, like, end it. Um, But it was much like, if you need uh, an example of our conversation, it was much like the Adam Sandler bit of, uh, are we working out or having sex in a gym? I don't know that bit. You must uh, regale me. That's that's it. That's the whole thing. It starts off with a, a, a guy doing a news report, you know, going from person to person, Billy on the street kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to play something for you. And are, is this two people having sex or working out in a gym? And it just sounds like, you know, two people having sex. And the guy's like, they're, they're totally having sex. And he's like, no, nope, no, nope, they're doing squat thrusts. And he moves on to the next person. Wow. You can probably... Uh, find it and and pop it on in there and it'll make a little bit more sense and then the third bit of the joke was he goes up to a girl says you know can she tell the difference and first i'm going to record something and he records the two of them uh having sex mm-hmm. and then he says okay now i'm going to play it back and she's like that was you having sex with me and he's like yep you got it right <laughs> <laughs> So what you're saying is we actually had sex instead of the 5K. Yeah, I mean... Okay, yeah. What did we talk about? Uh, uh, I was texting you saying we've got to go uh, run together, and then my autocorrect kept on, kept on switching that to rub together. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so we ended up rubbing together, too. Yeah. Occasionally we did rub up against each other during the 5K, so it was appropriate. Yeah, so pretty much uh, my, my autocorrect is a psychic. Yeah. Well, I could, I could recreate the quality of audio you would have gotten from it. It would have been me going... <laughs> hey, uh, um, what's the... Did you get the... There was a... Yeah, I got it. This do is you, great. Do you want to stop for a while now? This no. is actually kind of, I'm, having, I'm actually kind of having a good time. If I stop, I can't start. This isn't so bad. And there you go. That was our 5K audio mm-hmm. for about 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. And the applause sound, I think. But it was only 25 minutes. Yeah. My fastest 5K ever. I really uh, pride myself in the fact that, you know, you've never had a better 5K. Never. Than with this guy, who has two thumbs and has given Jared the best 5K of his life. (laughs) Better than the aforementioned sex. But, um, yeah, I, um, I have since equaled or slightly bettered that time but only on a treadmill uh-huh. that can help me keep pace running in the street i've come close to that time again on my own but not quite the same yeah i want to do uh pat's run which is 4.2 miles hmm. and uh it's around asu it's to uh, commemorate pat tillman who was the arizona cardinal who quit during september 11th to go join the military and got killed by friendly fire oh wow so why why the mileage difference? Is there a symbolic four point two? Because his Cardinals jersey number was forty two. Mm. See, I had a hunch there was going to be a reason why that number was significant rather than five k. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's about that's about one mile more than a five k. Yeah, it's not bad. In fact, just the other night, I was kind of tired and I didn't want to push myself, but I really wanted to get out and run a little. So I'll just go out and have a relaxing run. You know, just go nice and easy, nice and slow, and no you, pressure. And you died. No, I, I was just, I mean, I was running on the street around my neighborhood. I wasn't really clocking it. I mean, I had my watch going so I could, like, have some metrics when I was done. I wasn't really paying attention to it. I was just running on a path around my neighborhood, and I was just, I was feeling great. I wasn't feeling tired or fatigued at all. Ended up running about an average of 10 minutes a mile, 
without even breaking a sweat. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in the day, that was like an achievement for me, was to yeah. do a 10-minute mile. And this was a light, like a light, easy going. I did 40, 4.2 miles, actually. I stopped at 4.2 miles, went, whoa, I overshot my 5K. Where am I at? Oh, it's uh, only 40 minutes. Okay, not bad. I was, I was really impressed with myself, so. Yeah, you're doing, you're doing I'm great. A, I'm a real runner now. Yeah. I mean, you have been. I just had to... You were, you were always a real runner. I just needed to help you see. It was inside of me the yeah. whole time. Yeah. It sounds like a made-for-TV movie. <laughs> there is no such thing as a confidence charm. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Mm-hmm. A running charm. <laughs> it wasn't the shoes, Jared. It was you. Um, so, yeah, that was the run. We had a good run. Yeah, I... Um, it was runny. I still think your wife was a little offended by me. I know that's not why yeah. you left when you left, but I think I pissed her off a little bit. Yeah. You don't think I did? No. Okay, so I gotta, I gotta recap this I for our re- listener. I, I can't even remember anything that was mildly well, offensive. We were talking about how your daughter doesn't like peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's insane. Every kid loves peanut butter. Yeah. And then I, I just kind of made a, a joke because it, it's like this ongoing thing every February. You always hear about this. So I just kind of said, um, well, I, I didn't like peanut butter as a kid. The only time I, I had it as a kid was just for affirmative action. Oh, yeah. And then I ended up liking it. And, you know, it's just a joke, because, you know, the whole joke is, you know, everyone always knows, every February, they always mention, in Black History Month... No, they don't. George Washington Carver invented peanut butter. No, people it's like do the not big thing. always mention that. That's it, not I, a I've thing. I've never gone a year in my life without having that Maybe that, in your circles, fact. because, like, they're like, there are black people in the world, and one of them invented peanut butter, and you're like, wow, I never knew. No, not but, in my circle. The, uh, for some reason, in school as a kid, and, I mean, it's always, it's everywhere. It is. I'm just telling you, it is. It's a thing. And I'm like... There are so many amazing, great things that have been done by all sorts of people. Yeah. Why do we always circle around peanut butter and one man every year? It just seems uh, uh, weird to me. Well, to start, he did much more than just peanut butter. But that's all you ever hear about. Yeah. That's my thing. And so I was just making a I joke, mean, like, the only reason I had peanut butter was for and, the affirmative action. And, and the reason that uh, she didn't get it is because that's not a joke in, like, most people's circles. It is, though. We'll, she, ask, we'll ask the listener. We'll ask the listener to send out a tweet. She said she got it, but she didn't think it was very funny. In that very, that's a slightly offensive way to say something kind of tone. She did not appreciate the joke. I don't think she didn't understand it. I think she felt it was inappropriate. Well, she was very polite about it. Well, I'll ask around to uh, some of my Mormon friends and some of my non-Mormon friends if they ever, See, the if they ever get thing? tired of... I think it might be. As a kid growing up in school, I, and this is school, not not church, so I, you know. But anyway. Yeah, but, but our school was half church. Yeah, it kind of was. <laughs> it was a pretty pretty Mormony school. Oh my goodness, that totally reminds me. I, I always, I regularly go to check out the restrooms because, you know, I also have the tiniest bladder in the world. That too. But this sink is amazing. Really? Yeah. Amazing. I mean, I'll I'll just tell you because it's it's and it's not going to be shocking anymore. But when I put my hands under for the automatic thing, there was like a light that shone down Mm. with the water. So wherever the water was splashing, there was a light, but there was no other light anywhere else. And I don't know if it was one of those like I'm going to the bathroom. Yeah, I don't know if it was one of those uh, sanitizing lights. You know how they have some lights that are supposed to like Um, clean off the germs. I bet is it is it does it change color with the temperature? I didn't notice. Because some of them do that. It's more blue if it's colder, and then it like, gradually gets more to the red side, the hotter the water yeah, gets. I didn't see that. I don't know. 
I've seen that. That's a really cool feature. Like I've seen those for showers too. So like, you know, like you never know when the shower's warm enough, right? And uh-huh. you don't want to waste water. Well, they have these shower heads that'll do that. And the color will adjust based on the temperature. So you can look and see how hot your water is. Nice. It's really cool. I want to get one of those. Yeah. It's a gadget that yeah, just, my wife would not endorse. But. And you know, you, you wouldn't want to, you know how you don't want to get your hand wet before going in to take a shower. To find well, out, no, you don't want to get shocked by cold water. That's the whole point. I mean, I do plan on getting wet at some point anyway, mm-hmm. but it's just like, oh, that's cold. Oh, that's cold. That, no more of that. You know, I, I'm, I'm evolved. We've yeah. invented tools yeah. for these reasons. This is a uh, we, we technology is just amazing. It's man. changed my life, man. Literally, but yeah. If not for technology, we'd never have these podcasts. Which, yeah, I mean, too many people have podcasts these days, but. Did you see uh, Saturday Night Live? I did, don't really they watch had, it. They had a potty. A potty cast? No, no. So, some kids sit on a training toilet and no. talk to the world? It was the Emmys for podcasts. <laughs> That's funny. And so uh, there were many, like... There, there were a lot of good jokes there, but my favorite was probably the uh, ALF ASMR. They, they had, like... Uh, a pod, uh, an award for the most like ridiculous reasons to even have a podcast, and so this was an ASMR podcast, which yeah. is the slow whispering kind of. And they gently kind of rub things. Yeah. and and, and things. instead of talking about whatever, they were talking about the production and uh, script of Alf. But in that in tone. ASMR. Oh wow! Yeah, that was that was pretty amazing. It made me laugh, and that it made me wonder why funny. are we ASMR? You know, shouldn't we be soothing these people that are having lunch as well? You know, I have all these Soothe great the ideas, but then other people like end up doing my ideas later. Like, remember I talked about having a podcast where I just talk to people to death until they fall asleep? Yeah. I just found out that there's a new podcast that does that now. Yeah. This guy's making a lot of hits, and his whole point is to just ramble on about inane things until you fall asleep listening to them. And I'm like, that was my idea. I should have done this earlier. Because we have, we have one, you know, hardcore dedicated listener. And we have several other thieves that are just taking our ideas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it can't stop me from, from bringing out other inventions. I have so many more inventions no. I need to drop. We live to give. It's what we do. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Check this out. I was at the dentist's office and getting my teeth checked and I was looking at the boring ceiling and I'm like put some damn Sudoku up there Sudoku give the kids something to do while they're so staring it, up at the ceiling make it interactive instead of just a cartoon yeah because I mean a lot of dentist offices especially the kids ones they have TVs yeah. on the ceiling yeah under like under glass or something so you look yeah. up and you're staring at the TV but, but something, make it interactive yeah, something that they can do with their hands so that way they're squirming around a little too but these kids probably aren't going to be great at Sudoku so you might have to read back. Oh, the, there's uh, there's the kitty Sudoku that's just one through four. Is there really a kitty Sudoku? Oh yeah. There's there's like several oh. variations on the Sudoku premise. There's another one that I see uh, that so it's like a, a six by six box and you have to do one through six, but then there are little uh, uh, Tetris blocks inside the box, little squiggly like this connected to this connected to this, and then it'll say that all of these numbers like plus. If you add them up, it'll say plus and then seven. So you know that all of those oh. numbers have to add up to seven. Well, so if you have this sort of, it's Sudoku, but it isn't, do you call it pseudo-Sudoku? Suda-Sudoku. Suda-Sudoku. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. 
I would definitely call it Suda Sudoku. Awesome. Wow, that's tough to say. I know, right? Suda Sudoku. There we go. You did that pretty well, though. Say a little practice. Yeah. Suda or Sudo? I'd say Sudo Sudoku. S-U-D-O. Sudo Sudoku. You know what? You launch Sudo Sudoku, and I'll launch Suda Sudoku, and then we'll just kind of decide, we'll we'll see who gets the most money. Mm -hmm. And if you're enlightened, there'll be a comma Suda Sudoku. Got really quiet. (laughs) (laughs) My joke was so bad. The The music turned up. (laughs) I I had an idea about Kama Sutra Sudoku, but it didn't kind of go the direction I wanted, and it just fell apart. Yeah. I'm workshopping here. Go easy on me. Oh yeah, no, you're you're good. Okay. Yeah. Hey, this is John. That was just the appetizer. You want a full course meal? Keep listening. Let's Do Lunch is sponsored by Boating Tech. Boating Tech is Arizona's leading smart home provider. You don't need to take out a loan to make your home smart. With packages starting as low as only $250, Boating Tech can start you on the path to simplified smart home living. Boating Tech, smart homes at smart prices. Visit us at bodinellc.com. B-O-D-I-N-E-L-L-C dot com. All right, moving on. Beards. Beards. I grew out a beard so that way I could have a cool beard for my Halloween costume. Yes. Beards suck. They're itchy at first. They're, it's like an itchy plastic bag is taped to your face. Um, it ca- it did keep me from biting my nails because I was constantly kind of like stroking it, you know? Instead of biting my nails, I was doing something else with my hands. But uh, uh, not many people are fans of beards. One person asked me if I was sick. Huh. And we had that, like, that, that trope okay? going on, yeah, the uh, people, beard of sorrow. I had people saying, are you okay? And awesome. one person literally said, are you sick? Um, and the, the hairs push against the skin like you've got acne. You know? They can. Like, it makes that little yeah. bump feel, and you're like, oh no, I'm going to grow something here. I've got a blackhead now. Um, so, beards suck. Well, did you hear the latest news? I, I, I can't remember where I got this information from, but it was a report or a study done recently. And they evaluated four levels of facial hair on men mm-hmm. and their relative attractiveness to women. Zero and, and zero and zero. No, so so there's cleanly shaven. Mm-hmm. That's that's the you know the base. Then you have like the one day five o'clock shadow kind of thing, like a little bit of stubble. Mm-hmm. Then you have a, a step further, sort of the couple day growth. You know that sort of shadowy like uh, stubble. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like a little more than Ryan Seacrest. You know, like I haven't shaved for three days. Okay, that kind of look. And then you have the full beard. And then they found... Well, the full beard, there are levels of the That's true, beard. but it was a trim full beard. Not, not you know, a ZZ top. Uh-huh. Right. So they, they did studies on that to see what one actually women find more attractive. And this isn't like self-reported. This is sort of... They used metrics and see what, you know, instinctives and things like that. And anyway, it turns out the least attractive of all four of those categories is cleanly shaven. Balls. Least attractive. What, was the, what was the sample size on this study? So... Though the, it went, um, I can't remember the, I think beard was second. And then it was that, that sort of like few day growth. So you had like the few days growth was the hottest. Then you had that full beard. Uh-huh. Then you had like the five o'clock shadow. And then clean shaven was the okay, bottom. Okay, so Just in, saying. The, in the family feud preface, uh, preface, 
where they survey say, says where they say we asked 100 women uh-huh. how many women did they ask also were men involved I don't believe it was it was just women all right because well men involved in the growth part because the women couldn't grow the beards very well uh-huh yeah but um I don't know I don't I didn't do a lot of research into it I just kind of caught wind of the uh, study. <laughs> caught wind. <laughs> Sorry. That wasn't a fart joke. That was a fart joke. Right Gotta get comfortable here. Yeah. Too noisy. So anyway, your beard thing, maybe you should reconsider it. Did no. your wife like the beard on you? Absolutely not. Uh, do you know how many kisses I didn't get? That's hard to evaluate. Six? Yeah, six actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of not being responsible for having a clean face. Oh, but I there, know it. But there oh, are so, so nice. many negatives. That that itchiness. That when your head's on the pillow, you know, it's rustling around on there, and you're you're hearing it. Well, you had it for how long? The beard? Uh, like two weeks. Well, no. Now let's add this caveat. I grew out facial hair. I did not shave for two weeks, but. People didn't notice that I hadn't shaved for about one week yeah. because I don't really grow the facial hair. Well, and, and you have lighter colored yeah. hair, too. So. I found out a couple of my uh, facial hairs are just completely black, like deadly black, and a couple of them are like kind of gray. You're getting salt and peppery. Yeah. Nice. Well, I mean, when you first get a, a beard, the first month is the hardest. Because uh-huh. I had a beard for five years when I was in Guam. Uh-huh. And uh, you get used to it. And before long, you totally don't even notice the beard there anymore on your face. You really don't. So it grows on you. Ah-ha! Yeah. I get jokes. I think I gave it chance enough. Yeah, but your costume, your George Lucas costume, yeah? is quite well done. Nailed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. People loved the button. Actually, button. players had no idea. Like customers and most other people... I remember one time, uh, do you remember, you probably don't remember this, but there was a Republican National Convention where Clint Eastwood pulled out a chair and oh, said, yes, here's, I do. here's Barack Obama, except he's not here, but we're going to tease him anyway. Uh-huh. So It went over a, like a lead balloon. Sure. And a couple of weeks later, Saturday Night Live did a sketch about Clint Eastwood um, going on tour with the chair. Oh, I think I saw that. And it was, it was pretty well done. So, one year, I went as Clint Eastwood and the chair. No. And I had a little button that said, Eastwood Chair 2016, or maybe 2014, or something like that, as like a vote thing. So, it was pretty much the same coloring as That's George Lucas. That's pretty good. That's it pretty was, good. It was cute. But then, like, when people saw me, they're like, what the heck are you? And very few people... They didn't people, get the joke? Very few people get any of these, any of these well, things. Well, see, I watch mostly liberal uh, news, mm-hmm. and they love anything they can do to try and humiliate sure. the conservative side. It, because it's so easy. But so, anyway. <laughs> so I know... All, oh, come on. There's plenty on the other side. It just doesn't get as well told. But anyway, it was uh, so I had a lady. I, I had a lady, you know, say, who are you? And then I pointed to my button. And she said, oh, your Eastwood chair. And I'm like, what? So... So she pretended like she got it. Yeah. But she totally did not get it. Yeah, she just read the 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 button. I love when people pretend like they get it. Uh You can tell they totally know. Yeah, no, it's it's painful. Like, my my first couple of uh, months 
uh, with my wife, uh, with uh, my first couple of months with any relationship, I spent watching episodes of The Simpsons, and when they laughed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stare at them. Why was that funny? Really? Are you sure that was funny, or are you just laughing because you're supposed to laugh? Because the laugh track told you to laugh. They, are you even a woman? There's no laugh track in The Simpsons. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, I, uh, I've, actually, I've actually edited all of my Simpsons files to put in a laugh track so that way people know when to laugh, you know? That's the worst thing when people don't know when There's to laugh. There's a guy that does that. Really? Not oh. just the Simpsons, with a lot of shows. Oh, that's rough. So I've always <laughs> been sort of an anti-laugh tracker, right? Uh-huh. I mean, I, I have a hard time watching shows with a laugh track. I'll make exceptions occasionally, but there's very few left that I can actually tolerate and sit through. Right. And... Uh, but there's a guy who loves the laugh track, and mm-hmm. he goes back and puts laugh tracks into shows that don't have them. That, yeah. to me, is insanity. That's stupid. I'm sorry. I, I, might have, I might have lost somebody. I might have, some, we might have lost a third of our listener here. Well, I, I'm, I'm anti Adding a laugh, laugh track, track yeah. to a show that doesn't have a laugh track is the, the utmost awkward. But you know what's equally awkward is removing the laugh track from a show that was intended to have it. But that's funny awkward. Well, okay, have you seen MASH? You know MASH, right? Yeah. Did you know the way when they created MASH, they wanted to make it with no laugh track as well? No. That was way back in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was way before sitcoms were allowed to not have a laugh track. But they did. They tried to make MASH with no laugh track. And mm-hmm. on the DVDs, I have a couple copies of these. They have MASH episodes where they removed the laugh track as, the way, as they wanted it originally. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of weird. Because you're so used to mash with the yeah, laugh track. I'm, I'm not. I watched a couple of episodes when I was like 12, and now I could barely tell you when the laughs are supposed to be. Yeah, but I mean, I guess I was more used to that, mm-hmm. and so it was, it was different, but I kind of liked it. Yeah. But like, there was a show called Sports Night, and they phased out the laugh track in the show. Like, not per episode, but at, like, like it, went on, <laughs> yeah. it went on like three seasons, I think, or something. It was not a very long-lasting show. And they really did not want a laugh track. And they fought and fought and fought. And they lost the fight. But then they phased it out lower and lower. And they got to the point by the last like few episodes, there was no laugh track. And it just gradually phased out of the show. It was really an interesting I dynamic. Like over the course of a single episode. Yeah, that's, that would be that's what tight. it sounds like. But no, they actually did it over the course of the series. They just eliminated it. It got to the point there's no more laugh track. Because they never wanted it. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I flipped over to our uh, new Christmas radio station, and I heard that there's a new Hallmark uh, movie called Pride and Prejudice and Mistletoe. Are you joking? That's a real thing. Oh my gosh. Come watch it tonight at 9 p.m. No, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies was one thing. Yeah. But now Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe. Yeah, I watched through Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, and it was fine. Was it as good as Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? I didn't see that one. I I kind of want to. (laughs) Bad. One of the great heroes of our time, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunters. Well, you know, they, they make it uh, as plausible as that premise could possibly be. <laughs> Quite impressive. Well, let me tell you something interesting that happened to me on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, no, now, you ate, right? You already took away my... How did you know? And you're eating again. So this is like twice in a week. I've been eating like a madman. No, not really. All right. Actually, I'm very proud of myself. All of this um, holiday season yeah. is kind of an unknown thing. Last year, one year ago, I was still Fat Jared. Yeah. And I ate like a fat guy would eat in the holidays. Yeah. I was plenty festively plump. Yeah. And uh, I was concerned this year 
Because I'm not dieting, so to speak, anymore. I'm just trying to maintain now. Right. Control. You're being more careful. Good. So I, I'm, I'm kind of unsure how I'm going to get through the season. But so far, Thanksgiving is over, and I still weigh about 170. No, actually, we had a very unusual Thanksgiving because uh-huh. my dad finished off Thanksgiving with a heart attack. Mm. How fun is that? Hey. Oh my gosh! So we have the whole family dinner. Everyone's around. Every you know, have the pumpkin pie. He goes, sits down, everything's fine. We, you know, thanks for the dinner. And my wife helps clean up a little bit, you know, and I corral the kids and we eventually leave. And we're like, ah, oh, let's go to a park. Let the kids go play and burn off some of the energy. I get a call from my mom. We got to the park, maybe been there 10 minutes, maybe less. My mom says, um, I need you to call 911 for me. And I'm like, well. Did they have her blocked? Did you? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Like, did you not use a phone to call me? Which, by the way, is four digits longer than 911. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, it's almost like, operator, give me the number for 911. She forgot the number. I honestly was like, what? She says, I can't call 911. I need you to call for me. I said, all right. What do you need me to tell them? What's going on? And she says, well, I think your dad's having a heart attack. So we want someone to come and take him away because of the heart attack. And I said, Okay. Uh, and I'm like, now is not the time, but I'm going to get down to the bottom as to why my mom cannot figure out how to call 911. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's been prank calling oh him for the past gosh. five years, and they finally had enough and blocked her. I guess she was calling 912. Um, I don't even know. So, no, yeah, Wiggum answered. No, this is 912. Mm-hmm. No, uh, so I have, my parents have a Google voice number, and it's a free phone number you can get from Google. Uh-huh. Completely free and everything. And I bought a little piece of a hardware that converts that VoIP Google voice number into a landline. So they have what feels essentially like a landline with no monthly fee at all. 100% uh-huh. free. It's great. Downside is you're not paying for anything, including those 911 emergency services. Now would be a great time to plug your awesome uh, uh, Bodine Enterprises. Yes. Well, that is... Call the... the uh, <laughs> Well, I told them when I set it up, I said, look, there is a way you can pay extra to add emergency services. They said, we don't care because we have our cell phones. And in fact, my mom, when she called me, called me from her cell phone. And her cell phone does have 911 services attached to it. Mm -hmm. Everything's good. So, you know, I mean, we wait till the ambulance comes and my dad gets going to the hospital and stuff. And I'm like, all right, so mom, let's figure out what's going on so we can fix this, you know. And show me what you did. And what she did is she picked up the phone, hit 911, and just sat there on a cell phone. And didn't hit send. She didn't hit send. She said, it kept on saying, do you want to add this number to contacts? I'm like, why do I want to add this number to my contacts? Just dial the number, 911, and it says add to contacts. Because when you dial a number on an Android phone, it gives you an option to hit send, or it'll actually pop up and say you don't want to add this to your contact. It's an option. She just never hit send. She was so flustered, yeah. she forgot that on a cell phone you have to hit send wow. to start bet, a call. I bet you there have been fatalities from this. I might need to get my mom a jitterbug. Those old people phones. Have you seen those? No. Yeah. They, or the, well, their life alert. Button. You should watch Fox News. You'll see a lot of them. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to skip that. I don't want to watch Fox Sports, but anyway. Definitely um, not sports. Ugh. But yeah, so that was an interesting, um, and of course it was on Thanksgiving Day, and so the whole weekend kind of changed all the plans that everyone had made in our family. And yeah. It was, it was quite the interesting weekend in our yeah, family. Yeah, I bet. 
It was uh, uh, fun stuff. That's that's definitely newsworthy. Yeah. Well, he's out of the hospital, and he, they they say he's not dying, but he's not in great shape. His heart's okay. down to like twenty five percent of what okay. it should be at. So, did they find out? Is it like a, a blockage? Well, and they got a no. Bi- that's bypass it. That's the mystery. He's already had a double bypass. This is his third heart attack now. Um, he already has a pacemaker and a uh, defibrillator two in one inserted into his chest, uh-huh. which it didn't go off or anything. Um, so his heart didn't stop. They didn't find any new blockages or anything, so they're not really sure what spurred it on. Maybe the stress of eating lunch with my kids. I'm sure that didn't help. Anyway, ruined the holiday season. It was so selfish of him. We all told him that. Yeah. Made him feel bad, so that was good. I'm joking about that part. Yeah, just, you know, next time he tries to pull some garbage like that, just take a plastic bag and just shove it down his throat. Don't make this all about you, Dad. Mm -hmm. Don't make this all about you. So, a bit of a dampener, I suppose, but yeah. very interesting experience to have gone through. So, it's a fun lunch. We had a fun All lunch. All right. So, let's change on to a new subject here. What um, do we got going on? Real quick uh, segue. There's a uh, Let's Do Lunch app out now that keeps track of your conversation notes when you have lunch, and it picks a restaurant for you, and it has hundreds of downloads, and it's stealing our name. Are you joking? So let's shut this puppy down. Are you for serious? Yeah. That's a real app. That's a real, there's a real app called Let's Do Lunch. And it keeps track of your lunch conversations? Yeah. That is exactly what we do. I mean, without the app. Yeah, but it's for like business stuff, so that way it'll keep track. That's funny. But we need to... No, this is a fight. It's not funny. This is thievery. I'm pretty sure we didn't come up with the phrase, let's do lunch. (laughs) I'm sure there's someone else out there that has said it before us. But nonetheless, that is is interesting. Yeah. Now, people are going to confuse that with our app. It's going to be problematic. No, we, we need to set like a Disney vault kind of like... Yes. Restriction. There must be some intellectual property violations going Uh on here. It's got to be the case. Because I bet you there are several other things on this app. I bet you like one of the guys probably has an E in their last name that made this up just like we do. Wow. Yeah. So this has got to end. It's got to stop. Thank you for finally being on my side about something. I got a question for you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He, uh, we had some uh, political discussions, and we should not get into politics no, okay. on this podcast. No, but that's not something well. came up that I think that we can kind of nudge into that could nudge into politics, but okay. let's be careful to not. I'm, I'm, I'm okay? game. Here's my question for you. What is wrong? Let's stay away from politics. What is wrong with hypocrisy? I always hear... I don't that see that as a political issue. I always hear... Exactly, but it could, because okay. you could say, oh, but this person's... And then we go political. All right, so all let's right. stay away from politics. Okay. What is wrong with hypocrisy? Because that's always the big, like, ender of a conversation. Oh, this person's a hypocrite, so clearly I can't listen to him. If I set fires, does that mean I can't talk to people about fire safety? Fire safety is still an important issue. Just because it's coming from me doesn't mean my point is any less valid. When I was a kid... My dad would try and give me a guilt trip about not helping my mom with the dishes. Uh huh. And, and he I'd didn't say, either. Dad, you haven't washed one dish since I've been born. Yeah. And immediately, I had no, like, credence to my father's, you know, g- a- attempt guilt tripping me from not helping my yeah. mom with dishes when I was a kid because of the hypocrisy element. But I don't see. It didn't mean my dad was wrong that I should have helped my mom. Right. But the fact that he was a hypocrite about it, in my mind, 
this why well, does hypocrite destroy credibility no i think you're onto something because i tell my kids to uh, like parents tell their kids you can't drink alcohol but then their parents drink alcohol yeah and there's a hypocrisy element there but it doesn't in, 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 invalidate what the parents are telling and the kids everyone yeah. to some extent is a hypocrite i, I would, agree with that i might even argue that jesus was at some point hypo- hypocritical i don't know if you could get because, any facts on that because one. he was saying like you know it's it's not great to be uh you know a, a leper and it's not great to be this thing but he wasn't ever a leper hang, you know uh, no, but he was like he said he was acting as a physician. He was there to heal the sick. That's why he was with yeah. them. He didn't get leprosy. Uh, I don't have any research on the Jesus thing, also, but I think I'm pretty sure getting leprosy wasn't a choice, right? So much. I'm pretty sure it just <laughs> happened, but you know. Um, so I guess if it happened may- to Jesus, it would have been a choice. Maybe not Jesus. Okay, yeah, may- maybe that'd be a harder one to back up. Yeah, I think I think I could probably do it. I bet you next time that we come together, I'll find out ways that Jesus was a hypocrite. That would be an interesting challenge. <laughs> well, a Buddha, though. Oh, my gosh, that oh, guy. Geez. Oof. Anyway. For, um, for a guy who so, was all about depriving yourself of things, he was mm-hmm. awfully fat. I'm just saying, there's some gluttony going on there. Uh-huh. That's hypocrisy. Uh-huh. I'm so, not again, a Buddhist. But. What's wrong with hypocrisy? <laughs> yeah, it's something that everyone does. Well, if and a fat guy sense, comes up to you and says, you need to lose weight... He's right. But at the same he time... he knows that he's going through does something. Does he seem validated? He does not. His now, if he if he was fat and lost weight, then you will listen to him. I don't see why. I don't see why that's any different. I agree it's with still, you. It's still the exact same advice. You should still but, take that advice. But your instinct is to disregard. We, a hypo- need, a we need to cut that instinct. That's I, I a terrible agree. Instinct. The, what what information we're given should be taken on the merits of the information. the merit of itself, regardless of the the vessel of delivery. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but. How do you fight that? That's such a hard instinct to kick against. Bec- well, that's that's the problem. Is there are so many people that say, "Oh, you're a hypocrite. I, I can't listen to you," and then that gets spread along because but, it's so easy. But also, everyone is a hypocrite, um, so it's so easy to call them a hypocrite and then just ignore any facts and say, "I'm going to continue true. with my life." But at the same time, you also might be thinking, "Well, this person wouldn't know any better." You know, the fact that they're a hypocrite is part of it. But the other thing is. You, you assume, since they're hypocrite, how do they really know? You know, it, 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 it doesn't, it makes them less of a valid source because it's like, well, how would he know? He's never been skinny or something like that. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like, so like you, one of the reasons why I think that, that you do that is because you assume they must not have the knowledge because they haven't been there and done that. If they haven't been there and done that, how can I, they have that knowledge to be a valid source of this? I think assuming somebody doesn't have the knowledge is definitely an American tradition. Well, yeah, but you're assuming that because you can see that there's a hypocrite no, situation. No, beside the hypocrite thing, assuming someone doesn't have knowledge is an American tradition. Oh, we I, have our I don't scientists know if I'd say that's come on. Unique to America. I maybe not. I I only have evidence for America. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a worldwide phenomenon. Sure. Okay, I can go along with that. Yeah. I don't know if it's a phenomena. I, I think it's more like why would I assume you do have the knowledge when you've given me no reason to believe that. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a, I think it's more of a healthy skepticism than it is a negative thing. No, I don't. Why I don't should think... I assume you know what you're talking about? I don't know you. I think in many cases it is a healthy skepticism, but I think there are a myriad more cases where it is an unhealthy skepticism. Oh yeah, it can definitely go too far. I'll I'll agree with you on that. But 
But the hypocrisy thing. Now, if you let's say this person may be well studied and researched and well yeah. known. Well, let's let's go back to mine. Is uh, if I set fires, thing. right? If I set fires, why can't I give a speech on how bad it is to set fires? Yeah, you can, but I, I guess it's more that if he doesn't practice what he preaches, he must not really believe it. So if he doesn't believe his message, why should I believe his message? And and that's the, I think that's probably where that comes from. That's where it comes from, but it should definitely be fought. You know that yeah. that base instinct needs to just hypocrisy isn't so bad. So if an alcoholic person tells you don't drink, yeah, I would see that as a cautionary tale. Exactly. You can you can receive valuable information from an alcoholic about why you shouldn't drink. But most people say, well, he's drinking. He's drinking right now. Why should I listen? And that's that's I, I think that's the easy way out. If the hypocrite does it in a self-defacing manner, I think then it comes across as a cautionary tale, and then is back to being credible. You know, if if a kid, if a, a, a parent says to his kid, "You need to go to college," well, Dad, you didn't go to college. And say, "Yeah," and look at me now. <laughs> look at who I'm saddled with. Right. This smart and so, ass kid. so that is when being a hypocrite, I think, actually works. Very well. If it's in a self-effacing way, then being a hypocrite works. Uh, I, I think that it you shouldn't have to code it in any way. I think that the no, you shouldn't have to, but I think you do have to. Uh, if you're going to be all... if you're going to be a hypocrite, but you do it in a self-effacing way, it has credence then because you become the cautionary tale. So I think I think that it's not always true that you don't trust the hypocrite. I think it depends on the delivery of the hypocrite. If it comes across as cocky and arrogant and hypocritical. Then it's like, well, this guy just has an attitude and he's not. But if you come across as, this is what I did and it was dumb, you should never do what I did. It was so bad. That's that's still, half of the time, that's still thrown out because this person is a hypocrite. No, I don't know. I mean, if, if, if someone comes to a school and talks about their tough life of debauchery, yeah. Yeah. the kids are going to be like, wow, that dude really screwed up. You know what the difference is, I think? Is if you're still in that mode of hypocrisy uh-huh. or if you're in a repentant state. <clears throat> I think that's the difference. <clears throat> so if you're like for, still, for if you're still doing drugs and you're like, don't do this, don't do what I'm doing right now, then you'll lose that. But if you say, like, I haven't touched it for years and here's what happened to me, then suddenly you have... No, because when, when you've recovered from it, then it's easy to say that this person is no longer a hypocrite. Well, that's true, I guess. That's true. Yeah. But okay. so if I'm in the process of starting a fire and then I get stopped and I'm like, this is bad. You should, you know, fire safety. There, there's a lot of people that are going to die because of this. You know, it's still a great cautionary tale to say, hey, don't start fires yourself. So what's an example that would be a real world example we can think of? When I set fires. Okay, but a real. <laughs> oh, is this a call for help? Um, I had my moments. I'm over that now. I'm feeling much better now. Let's Do Lunch is brought to you in part by Dr. Pepper. Someday, they'll realize they can pay us for this. I didn't tell you about this experiment I'm doing, did I? No, you didn't. And I'm kind of offended that it's taken you so long to get there. I was waiting for the right moment. And here we are. So, I've been on the Soylent diet, yeah. where I've been eating Soylent, and mostly Soylent, maybe a small meal once a day, but mostly just Soylent, right? Okay, that's much healthier than what... I haven't had Soylent in a few weeks now. I've replaced it with something else. Smashburger. 
Uh-huh. I kid you not. That sounds dangerous. I eat Smash Burger every day now. Oh, you got a Smash card. I got a Smash Pass. <laughs> so you've heard of this. Yeah, I've got a friend who's doing that too. So I wanted to go on the experiment and try it out. But see, for me, it's more of an experiment because it's, can I sort of supersize me the Smash Pass uh-huh. and not get fat? And not really lose my, my healthy thing the, I've worked hard the for. Also, the, the other danger is the grease and fat involved. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, that's I have to be careful on how I do this. So I have gone Smash Pass, and I haven't missed a single day yet since they started. Of course you so haven't. So I'm about 25 days in, I think. I'm, I'm going to say really quick, though, you did not have to add that second part of the sentence. You're on the Smash Pass. And you haven't missed a single day. I knew that when that you was said a, you're that on was the a Smash given. Pass. Yeah, I mean, I got someone as cheap as me, <laughs> you know. And so I have, a, I have a spreadsheet that I've been keeping, and okay. I, I track my average meal cost per meal. Yeah. You know, the first meal costs you a hundred dollars. Second meal only costs you fifty dollars. Uh huh. Third meal, you're down to thirty-three bucks for that meal. Okay. By the time you go down to 100 days, because it's $100 for 100 entrees for 100 days, yeah. right? If you get it every day for 100 days, you end up paying a dollar for each entree. Okay. And 100 meals for a buck each. All right. That's a good deal. You cannot pass up a deal like that. I mean, you can, but, you know, I can't. Okay. So I, I went and did it, and um, so far, I am now down to 475 Okay. per so entree. So that means you've done about 24 yeah, I'm, I'm about between 20 and 25 meals right now. Yeah, 22 or so. Yeah. So I've, I've done very well on that. And um, I have not gained any weight yet okay. on this diet. Now, I'd usually, that'll be my, almost my whole meal f- for the day. Like, I'll go there for lunch. And okay. I won't have breakfast. I have like a, like, you know, I, I get there when they open at like 1030. And I eat that, and that's my breakfast and lunch. And then dinner, I'll have a very small, very moderate dinner, or maybe I'll still have a Soylent for dinner. Um, some days, and, and oh, here's the other thing, is I'm doing the Super Size Me thing too, and I'm having everything on the menu. I have a spreadsheet. I'm tracking every burger they have, and every combination of said burger. Okay. And Because they have like, they have, like um, the Arizona burger, which is my favorite. But they have five patties to choose from. There's the beef, turkey, grilled chicken, crispy chicken which is like a fried chicken patty and a bean uh patty like a black bean patty so i'm having every one of their like i think it was seven burgers and every one of the five patties and i'm having every combination of those in a spreadsheet i'm tracking and i'm trying to mix in a different side with all those different combinations too so i'm getting the full spectrum it's it's a very unique uh thing and i've been recording it okay so i'm gonna make a little film out of this i think i don't know but what do you think? Cool idea? Um, Smash Pass, baby. It's it's fine. It's just not groundbreaking. Do you, do you, you think know? I'm going to get fat on it? Do you think I'm um, going to be able to pull it off? I don't think your weight is going to change, but it's not about your weight anymore. You think it's about the overall health? Yeah. Well, I'm not having beef that much. Yeah, but uh, it's the, the, our, our ch- American chicken isn't 100% healthy. It's better, but no. it's not great. The grilled chicken is pretty healthy, I think. Um, the turkey is better by far than beef, I think. But I still, it's a, meat. I just learned a little while ago that uh, um, American chicken is rinsed in chlorine before oh. uh, it goes out to wherever it's being cooked. Kill off some... To kill those things. germs because no. they're probably coated in it. 
Well, I usually dip my fries in a chlorine sauce anyway, yeah. so no one even noticed. Vinegar the chlorine, it's practically. It the adds same the thing. same umph, but a little more umph if you get the uh, the chlorine base. So, the chloroform napkins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, I uh, I like today we're doing this today, so I'm not gonna have smash burger. Okay. For lunch. Oh no. No. I mean, this is my lunch here. That means you're going to be down to like your your best case scenario is a dollar two per. Oh, no, no, no. Per meal. No, I'm, I'm going right tonight. Oh, it's my dinner now, not my lunch. <laughs> but I've been getting their salads a lot. I've been surprising myself at how often I've been opting for their salads. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And there's I'm not getting the protein add-ins on the salads either. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting the salads. I'd, I'd like to point out missing three or four of them. Changes those meals from a dollar a dollar each into like a dollar four each. So yeah. you're really not affecting your bottom line at all by missing no, one or two of them. I'm not, but you never know. Yeah, there's going to be see. There's okay. I have vacation <laughs> plans coming up in uh-huh. uh, Christmas break. I'll be out of town. There's not going to be smash burgers nearby. So I know I have days missing coming up where I'll be out of town entirely, mm-hmm. and I know I have days coming up where I'm going to miss it. And so because of those. I don't want to miss any day. I don't have to. You don't want to miss a thing. Yes. I don't want to close my eyes. <laughs> but, you know, it's been fun having combinations. There's one combination I'm, I'm scared about, and that's the mushroom Swiss. Okay. I hate mushrooms. All right. I'm not a mushroom guy. Well, you've so. you got two choices now. Is You can either follow the spreadsheet to the letter. I'm spo- no, I'm following the spreadsheet. All Absolutely. right. The other option I know is to just suck it up and do it, and that's what I'm doing. And I did it once so far, and, I mean, it wasn't great but mm-hmm. i got through it yeah so like tom brady with a strawberry yeah except he's weird because <laughs> strawberries seriously yeah. i don't enjoy mushrooms myself so i, I understand i generally avoid yeah. them but if they're like in the food that i'm eating i'm gonna be like fine right. and, and this isn't this isn't the high you know like like the, the nice asian elephant ear mushroom that you have mixed in with a stir fry this isn't like a big portabella meat ish i mean this is like the kind of mushrooms you get from the can that are sliced, the kind of on top of pizzas. And those are the mushrooms I hate the most. Mm-hmm. I hate those mushrooms. And uh, I had one, and it was not delicious, but it was surprisingly more edible than I would have anticipated. Um, but I think, because Smashburger is really good, and I think it compensated a lot, so. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to do you Smash Pass. I, I don't want to uh, hitch myself to something that I'm not yeah. certain that I'm going to. Well, there's, I, there's a concept of a sunk cost where you've already invested so much money into something, so you might as well continue to invest money in it. Right. And well, it's that's, a one-time that's what, purchase. That's it's what not the like fast pass is. Is kinda. sunk cost. You spent a hundred dollars, so now I need to continue to invest my health into this. Oh, I see. To make sure that I'm going to. Because my money-wise, right. I'm not investing anymore. Sure. You know. Yes, but, but it's not about one factor. There are multiple factors that you are investing. So in that gift card, so that gift card to Smashburger I was going to give you probably isn't a good idea now. Yeah, you should give that to uh, maybe Josh. Um, you know, I was talking to some adults. I know I'm an adult, but I'm just saying. And and um, you know, I'm a I'm a teacher, and I was teaching some teachers. It's one of my assignments. Okay. And I was meeting with some other teachers, and they were saying. Well, I want all of my class to not use ebooks. I don't want them using anything on their cell phone for the material. I want them to use paper books. 
and I was saying, well, the curriculum is is live updating when you go this route because it's connected to online services and hyperlinks, you know, it cross references through the touch and there's embedded multimedia like videos in the material that you can't access on paper. So why why do you think the paper is better? It says, because the kids don't know how to use books anymore. And what's going to happen if they don't have that and they, they can't use the book? And I'm like, do you really think that's going to be a problem? If we live in such a state in the world that the, no cell phones and no electronic devices work in the world anymore, their biggest problem is how do I operate this book? Like that's going to be their biggest concern at the time? Mm-hmm. It's insane. Now, the, the, real, the real hard trick is going to be uh, repackaging bullets. That's going to be where the that's going to be where the money comes in. I just you know these these old people get stuck in their ways and then we come up with these weirdest justifications for why they have to do things the old way. They're not going to know how to use a book. And I'm like you sound like just like the first person when they went from scroll to book. We can't use these books because our kids won't know how to use the scroll anymore. And, and I said, do you do you care that your grandkids don't know how to drive a stick shift? Are you going to make sure that they go out and buy a stick shift just so they can learn? It's actually a great theft deterrent. To have a stick shift. You can't even find a car anymore that's a stick shift, really. Except my car. I mean, rarely. <laughs> and, and I said, do you think your parents cared that you didn't know how to hitch up a buggy, a horse and buggy? Is that a big issue for you now, that you didn't learn that? I can't believe you said that to her. But <laughs> the point is, she is just thinking in her little mentality. Who cares if the kids use digital media for their materials, for the curriculum materials, versus paper? It's this weird notion that they, they just can't get their mind right because, because it doesn't work for them. They yeah. assume it can't work for other people. Yeah. You know, it's just... Yeah, these are the same people that say, kids don't know how to talk to each other anymore. Kids don't know how to communicate. They can only talk to their phone. And I'm like, look, I teach high schoolers all day long. Trust me, they have no issue communicating. My trouble is getting to stop communicating. Yeah. So, yeah. Just a quick EMP would take that all out. Yeah, right? <laughs> but, I mean, the, the old fuddy-duddies think that kids today are so helpless without technology that they just... Yeah. It's like, that's... No. I mean, could they you, utilize it. Could you make that, like, a threat in school? Everybody turn off your phone. I'm an EMP. I've got an EMP switch. <laughs> oh, that would be so awesome. Gosh, keep getting... Simpsons. All right. Um, I found a, a, a slightly deeper cut. Okay. But I, I have one that I'm very confident that you're not going to get. So this one, I mean, I had but one. You might. I had and one that, that was so easy. I don't even know why I wrote it down. Here's one that I, I have not asked you yet, and I think it might be slightly harder. It's okay. not as good, but it's definitely closer to, to more where you should be level okay. wise. All right, in the episode Round Springfield, what was the last working job Bleeding Gums Murphy ever had? Last paying gig. Uh, of I, Bleeding Gums Murphy. Yeah, I couldn't tell you, but I, I do have a point about Bleeding Gums Murphy, but I don't know, Lion Trainer. I don't know. He was a guest star on The Cosby Show. Oh, yeah. He was one of their uncles, a great jazz, jazz musician. Dad, don't we have like eight jazz musician uncles? Yeah. <laughs> no, I had a point that I've actually written down about Bleeding Gums Murphy. I rewatched Lisa's Arrival. Oh, yeah. Where she went into... Uh, uh, Lisa, uh, the the room, and um, she has an autographed copy of Bleeding Gums Murphy in her room. Lisa's rival does. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So it's Bleeding Gums isn't just about Lisa Simpson. He's listened to all of the uh, preteen saxophone playing little girls, which kind of seems a little creepy. Thinking right, about it. right. Yeah. 
Do you remember the name of his album? Um, it's not Sax on the Beach. Yeah, I think it is Sax on the Beach. It's Sax on the yeah. Beach. <laughs> um, so my question for you, because we got to get going, we got to yep, uh, cut this up, is regarding who shot Mr. Burns. Okay, we talked about that last time too, uh-huh. because I had a question on that, and I actually had just watched the episode a day or two before, and I forgot the thing that you asked me about the, t- the fillings, uh-huh. the, the fake tooth, and it killed me because I remembered it, but I couldn't remember it. So, this cut. is a super deep cut that I don't even think the listener is going to get. Oof. Who is the likely predictor of Maggie shooting Mr. Burns? Who predicted it? Because they had a contest to say who, who did it, and they flipped through all of the people, and none of them got it right. Like they, So they eventually said, these are the people you have to pick from, just pick one of them, and they did, and it was like some old lady or something like that, and they're like, okay, I guess we're gonna animate you on. But then later, on further research, they found out that somebody actually predicted it right. You're talking about in the real world? Yes. Yes. Um... I listened to the audio commentary of yeah. every episode of The Simpsons on uh-huh. DVD. And they talked about it. And they talked about it. And they said that they never found the individual. They didn't, they didn't find the person. They didn't meet with the person. There was a, there was a guy who sent in uh, his prediction. And he even sent in the, the correct reasons why. Yeah. Like with the MS yeah. West South yep. um, thing. And but they never found the guy. Right. They never met him, but they know who he is. Oh, did they find his name? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that because I heard they just never contacted they, him. They named him on, on that audio commentary. Did they give him his name? Yeah. But they never actually like contact, got a hold of the guy though. So, um. No. No. But if they I had mean, his they name, might have, they might have later. But as of that commentary, yeah. they hadn't. I don't remember them saying he had his. They had his real name. Yeah. I didn't catch that part. Oh gosh. That's yeah. a super deep cut. So a reason, another reason... Do I reason, get partial credit for getting this far? Because yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, you, you got half a point right Okay, now. all so right. So you already got me beat. Yeah. Max Weinstein. The drummer from uh, uh, <laughs> Billy... Jo- it's not Billy Joel. It's uh, the drummer from uh, Conan O'Brien's team who also plays with uh, Elton John, whatever his name is. Not Elton John, but yes. Yeah. It was just a random <laughs> name I threw out there. Max Weinstein. No, but it's not Max Weinstein. He did not figure it out. He no, was too busy staring at Conan no, it was, O'Brien. It was just like a regular schmo, just some random guy. His name is Gary Chase of Harvard Medical. And so here's the thing. The reason that I bring this up, now that we have this listener audience, yeah. let's find this guy. We should, right? Yeah. You're right. We need to let him know. So there's you and me, and then there's the listener, and we're all going to get on this uh, internet search. We're going to go into the dark web. And we're going to find this Gary Chase of Harvard Medical. You know, you know what's going to be funny, though? We're going to get a hold of him. And he's going to say, you heard the commentary on the DVD, didn't you? <laughs> yeah? You're like the 7,000th guy that's contacted me. Uh-huh. I'm sure that's going to happen, right? Yeah, <laughs> well, see, now that's a tricky one, though, because even you would not have known that answer if you hadn't actually gone to research it. Like, that's a pretty hard had, had question. I not, had I not watched that episode of The Simpsons and listened if, to the commentary? If I was to have asked you, even though you'd watched that episode, yeah. you still would not have remembered the guy's name. That's not something you would have committed to memory. I might have. Really? That's pretty... I mean, that's that's a deep... And that's not even part of an, an actual episode. Yeah, but I don't that's remember... That's a really deep cut. I don't remember normal things. Yeah, know? that's true. So, who knows? 
I hope somebody's keeping track of all of these points, because we need like a final year-end tally. We would be very close neck and neck. Well, let's go be political somewhere else. Let's go be average elsewhere. Oh, that's even better. Okay. <laughs> Are you as full as I am? Thanks for having lunch with us today. You can subscribe to the Let's Do Lunch podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play Music. We already made reservations at the next restaurant. Join us or we lose the good table. Let's Do Lunch is sponsored by Boating Tech. Boating Tech is Arizona's leading smart home provider. You don't need to take out a loan to make your home smart. With packages starting as low as only $250, Boating Tech can start you on the path to simplified smart home living. Bodine Tech, smart homes at smart prices. Visit us at bodinellc.com. B-O-D-I-N-E-L-L-C.com.